God is good all the time. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, once again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, it is a beautiful day. It is a beautiful month. I want to thank God for all that he's doing in our lives, even in this season. Um, I just want to give a, a special shout out to um, everyone out there, the key workers, uh, parents um, who had to do uh, homeschooling in this season. Uh, well done for what you do. Uh, those who are working in the NHS, um, even staff, teachers, uh, parents who are doing homeschooling, students who have had to continue their studies uh, in this season online. Well done. And, and the good news is that there is already light at the end of the tunnel. So please keep on doing what you do. Shout out to our wives and our mothers who continue to do so many fantastic stuff uh, to support us in this season. And a big shout out as well to all spiritual heads, our pastors, our leaders who continue to stand in the gap and put plans in place um, even as we all journey towards this season. It's our honest prayer that the Lord will bless you richly for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank Pastor Jeff for the opportunity to bring the word this morning and the entire leadership of the church. Uh, we often say that this season has brought the best out of us. We've had to um, improvise and look for new ways of doing things. But God is faithful. And I pray that even as we continue this morning, God will bless your home in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to stand and, and listen and sit in our homes and to gather in your name. We pray in the name of Jesus. Your word says that the entrance of your word, it brings life. It brings life. It brings understanding to the simple. We ask for that life. We ask for that understanding this morning in the name of Jesus. That your Holy Spirit will fill our heart in the name of Jesus. That there will be a penetration of your word this morning. That that blessing that you've predestined for us, it will be our portion. We will not miss out in the name of Jesus. Lord, I humble myself this morning, O oh God. That use me as a vessel to speak, that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, as is our usual custom here in the place of victory, we normally have a focus for the month. And in this month of February, we've been looking at uh, manifesting God's love. It's a month of love. The month of love. And I want to thank God again for our pastor. Uh, the last two Sundays, we've been exploring this theme of love, looking at how we love God with our heart, how we love God with our soul. And even this morning, we'll be continuing looking at this concept of love, looking at this wonderful thing called love, which God has given to us. John 3, 16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I mean, God is the origin of love. In him is love. The, the encompassment of love, the fulfillment of love, the beginning of love. I mean, the, we call him the beginning and the end. He is the beginning of love. He is the end of love. Everything about God, everything about our faith is about love. Uh, there is a portion of scripture I want to um, kindly ask you to read with me this um, this morning, and it is from Isaiah chapter 55, uh, a very wonderful uh, um, series of verses there, uh, but please do read with me, do pay attention. The word of God said, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. He said, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. 
let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Hallelujah. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Amen. Verse 8 said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. He said, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. Hallelujah. Verse 10 said, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return until they have watered the earth, making it to, to, to fall and to sprout. The verse 11 said, Actually, verse 10, he said, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, he says, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. Amen. But he shall accomplish that which I propose and succeed in the things for which I have sent it. Hallelujah. And the last two verses there, he said, for you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. I think I can hear somebody shouting, Amen. Hallelujah. He said, the mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Verse 13 said, instead of the thorns shall come up cypress, and instead of the Prayer shall come up meteors, and it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Hallelujah. I pray that the Lord will bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus. There are so many key words in there that even as we explore this concept of love, this requires this command, this instruction from the Lord for us to love. I mean, the, the anchor scripture we, we, we're running with this morning, um, it's what's from uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter uh, 22, where verse 37 to 39, uh, where they, they, they were asking Jesus, um, what is the greatest commandment? And as Pastor was teaching us in the last two uh, Sundays, uh, uh, Jesus replied saying, you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the next verse said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Everything about God is love. Everything about God is love. And the topic we'll be looking at this morning is how we manifest, manifesting the love of God with all our minds, with all your mind, manifesting the love of God with all your mind. Everything about the Christian faith is about love. And the scripture said, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. God loved us so much that he has to send Jesus to die for us. And as we look at the book of Isaiah, we realize that even though we may have intentions, even though we may have thoughts in our heart, most times these ideas, these thoughts, they are always beneath the thought of God. The original intention of God for creating us, the original mindset of God, the original plan of God for creating us, most times as humans, most times even as believers, we tend to either misjudge, misinterpret, or misalign for, from the original intent of God. And even as we look at 
the concept of mind this morning is for us to understand that God's original intent is for us to be filled with the truth of his word of God. God's original intent, he wants us to grow. He wants us to fulfill that original purpose. The Bible says in Proverbs, he said there are so many plans in a man's heart. But it takes the original purpose of God to prevail. It takes the original plan of God to prevail. Perhaps we may have misconstrued this concept of love. Perhaps we may have had a wrong or bitter experience of love. There is a greater love, which is the love of God. Hallelujah. There is a greater love, which is the love of God. And as pastor has been teaching us, Jesus' command to us is to love God. First, with all our hearts. Love God with all your heart. And what does it mean to love God with all your heart? You see, the heart represents our will. The heart represents those moral activities within us. And what God is saying to us, even in the course of this month, that regardless of how you feel, you choose to put God, you choose to put the things of God, you choose to put the agendas of God first in everything that you do. You choose to give all God all your priorities, all your will. No matter how you feel, it may not feel right, it may not feel good, but God has to take preeminence. I choose to place God, I choose to place God in every area of my life. I choose to put my confidence, I choose to put my life, my desires, my confidence in the hands of God. Because there is no one that commit to God that lives ashamed. God can never mismanage our life. God can never mismanage our destiny. He's always committed to his word. He's always faithful to his word. And the next thing that Jesus mentioned is love God with all your soul. Love God with all your soul. And what did Jesus say? That no matter what happens to us, no matter the events around us, no matter the circumstances, we know that in God we are secure. We know that in God everything will work together for our good. The soul of man, our very essence, our very being, our very essence, the reason why we are here. The Bible says God breathed into man and man became a living being. That very being, that very essence, he's committed to the hands of God. Whether in death, whether in life, I choose to put my life in the hands of God. God can never mismanage our life. And this morning we'll be taking it a step further and answering the question, how can I love God with all my mind? How can I love God with all my mind? As a matter of fact, if we look at all three, it's not a coincidence that Jesus started from the heart and went to the soul and went to the mind. Because what God is saying is that in everything you do, whether it be your desires, let those desires be conformed to the desires that pleases God. Whether it be your affections, Love the things that God loves. Whether it be your purpose, the things that you should pursue in life, it should be the things that God himself is pursuing. Whether it be in your will, choose the things that are good. Whether it be your feelings, let your feelings be subjected to the truth of the word of God. Whether in character, let the character represent holiness, righteousness, purity. And the core aim of what we are discussing today whether it be the things that happen in our thoughts, they should be things 
things that reflect and align to the word of God. We should continually meditate on the word of truth because we can only live and breathe by the word of God. Hallelujah. We are stewards of God's intellectual faculties. And this is big. Each and every one of us has been given. We have a mind. It's not a coincidence that we, God created us with a mind. It's not a coincidence that we can think. It's not a coincidence that we can rationalize things. I mean, that is good. That we can think, we can process things, that we can generate ideas, that we can generate innovations. This is all the will of God. As a matter of fact, there is no one that God has created without intellectual faculty. But as we look at the word of God in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, the Bible says all things we have made through him and for him. Everything that God has given to you, everything that God has created you with, they are to serve for the purpose of God. They are to serve for the agenda of God. That faculty of understanding that wealth of knowledge, that massive wisdom, it is all to reflect and represent the purpose and the plan of God. Whether you are a scientist, you are a medical doctor, whether you are in, in academia, whether you are in, in government, wherever you find yourself with those wisdom, whether you are a student, everything that God has given to us, is to serve the purpose and the agenda of God. God wants us to live our life so that it will always bring him honor. Like a good father, like a good uh, a master, he wants to get dividends from what he has created. Hallelujah. And as Paul was saying in Romans chapter 1 verse 28, for one reason or the other, sin has deviated us from this primary objective. This primary plan of God that, like God said in Genesis, he said, let us create man in our own image and after our likeness. Let's create man so that they will look like us, they will behave like us, they will act like us. But for some reason, due to sin, we have missed the step. And most times, the things we think about, the things that we pursue, our feeling, are not aligned with God's original intent. And I pray that the Lord will help us this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, children are wonderful. Kids are wonderful. Um, our daughter Zoe, um, she's grown now. And I, most parents will probably um, um, relate with. When they are growing up, the children's rhymes is one of the, the things. When they start crying, if you want to keep them short, you just open YouTube and give them some rhymes. And when she started making up words, I remember on this particular day, I had this experience myself. Um, it's time for bed. We switched off the light in the living room, went through the, 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 the hallway, switched off the light in the hallway, went to the bedroom, dimmed the light. And straight away she said, there are monsters in the house. I'm like, hmm, I didn't teach her that. I can't remember the mother teaching her there are monsters in the house. And I was like, she definitely has picked this from somewhere. And then I realized, ah, this must be from one of those rhymes that says, there are no monsters in our home. And you see, the mind is like this. The mind can be programmed 
to believe anything. And as we look at the constituent of the human mind, you see it starts with ideas. Ideas which is basically some conception of what we think or believe the present reality to be. And as you look at the media, you look at, at television, you look at social media, even as you discuss with people, there are so many ideas out there. Unfortunately, one of those ideas will be, oh, there are monsters. People have been programmed to believe. For example, people have been programmed to believe that there is nothing like love. Or perhaps, due to experiences in the past, people have been programmed to believe that there can never be true love. I mean, people say, oh, love is blind. Oh, love is foolish. Some say love is open eyes. People have been programmed to believe so many ideas. Now, don't get me wrong. Some ideas are good. Others are contrary to the word of God. They are contrary to the um, kingdom mindset. There are so many ideas. Ideas about freedom. Ideas about education. Ideas about liberty. Ideas. And the, the truth of the matter is because we are so unique and diverse, somebody's ideas or conception about liberty or freedom could be totally different from someone else. For example, when you mention education as an idea, it could be, I need a degree. Somebody's idea of education could just be, I need a technical education. Ideas. But the mind does not stop in ideas. The next step is, from those ideas, images are formed. So, for example, in this kiddies' rhyme, the, the, the children, they sit down and they wash it, and straight away, they hear the word, monsters, which become an idea. The next thing is, the mind begins to create an image of what a monster should look like. Even though this may be mere fallacy, even though this may be something that is unfounded, but somehow, most times, we live our life, you can see someone move from childhood to, to adolescence, even to adulthood, all with the wrong idea and the wrong image. Images that becomes our life. Images that now define our decision. Images that define the choices that we make. But it doesn't stop there. Then there is information. You see, when you have an idea about freedom, most times, for example, you look at a flag and the flag becomes a symbol or an image of freedom. Somebody else can look at the British flag and say, this is what we stand for as freedom. Somebody else could look at the British flag and say, yes, this is freedom. They have a different image. Little wonder why there are so many disruptions in the world. And the information that you receive can either help to align or refine the idea or it can help to deteriorate our life. Information has power. I mean, if you want to know more about physics, you pick a textbook and you gather information. And lastly, it's about the thinking faculty. And the thinking faculty is that ability within our mind to process this information. And most times, it's about what was the original idea? What image do I have? How does it align with the information that I have received? And you begin to mix this together. And based on that processing power, Decisions are made. 
But forgive me to say, most times the thinking process is misaligned. Why? Because it is so diluted with wrong information. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2, Paul was saying, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to the details of this world. Do not be conformed to the wrong ideas and the wrong images of this world. I wouldn't even imagine where somebody that you haven't met at all, you hear the name and somebody give you a negative description of that person. And then you formulate the wrong image of that person and have the, the wrong preconception of who that person is or where that person is coming from. But at times, when you spend time with that person, you realize that this person is not as horrible as I thought initially or based on the information that I have received. Information has a power. And that is why as parents, we must be very, very strict on how much information goes into the mind of our children. Because what we think, what we, what we receive has the power of forming our reality. And as Jesus is saying, love the Lord thy God with all your mind. He is saying, make sure that you pursue true, accurate information. Make sure that the ideas and images that you use in making decisions about your life, make sure that they are rooted in the word of God. In other words, it's not just what you're thinking about. How are you thinking about them? What, how are you processing those information? What is the criteria? Is it because you've had wrong experience in the past? Now you have a conception about failure. Even as a student. Is it because you've heard a story and straight away you have a, an idea about fear? Permit me to say, fear is not a, a, a kingdom value. Fear is just an idea from the devil. Perhaps based on stories or information that you have received, you have an idea about inferiority complex, about depression, about suicide. That is not from the kingdom. That is not from God. Those images have to be refined. And as Paul was saying in Romans chapter 12, he said, but rather pursue, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That mind needs to be reprocessed. It needs to be realigned so that that which you pursue has to be something good, something perfect, something acceptable, something that is aligned to the will of God. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So please, what are those ideas in your mind? Ideas about COVID-19, images about COVID-19, images of premature death. Oh, because there is a standard in the family and these has become the images that you run with in your life. You are still in the office, but you have these negative images about what is going to be of tomorrow. You have these negative images of barrenness. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will break every negative idea in the name of Jesus. And I hope you are saying amen. The next question we need to ask ourselves is, how do we find true knowledge? There are so many knowledge out there. There are so many informations out there. But unfortunately, most of these informations are diluted. Even as, we are, as I'm here now, some of us, whenever you hear the word church, Christian family, Christian community, you have the wrong idea. You have the wrong image about Christian family. And because of that, you are unable to give your best to the Lord. 
Whenever you hear the word, even giving in the house of God, you have the wrong preconception. And this has affected how you live your life. And God's word is saying, I want you to come and have a renewed mind. True information, true knowledge can only come from the word of God. True knowledge can only come from the word of God. And as we read in Isaiah 55, verse 10, the Bible says God's word like rain. As rain comes down and brings refreshment and brings revitalization, that is the word of God. The word of God has the power to correct every negative idea. The word of God has the power to realign every negative misalignment. Hebrews 4 verse 12 said, the word of God is living and powerful. Some translations say the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than two-edged sword. The word of God has the power to penetrate through our mind, through our soul. It has the power to recorrect negative thoughts and intentions of the heart. Open your heart to the word of God. The greatest manual we have to live our life is not Facebook. The greatest manual we have to live our life is not Instagram. The greatest manual we have to live our life is the word of God. Paul said to Timothy, he says, study to show yourself approved. Let the word of God be your daily guide. Pursue true knowledge. Pursue true information. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Seek the truth. You hear about your life and the question is, what is the truth about that situation? Is that based on information from Google or from social media? Or is that information, is that judgment coming from the word of God? Is that thinking faculty? Is it being guided and directed by the original truth of the word of God? It's good to be rational. It's good to be reflective. It goes to think. I mean, faith. You have to rationalize it. That is fine. But rationalization is not enough. It has to be missed with the revelation from the word of God. It has to be missed with the revelation. People will come and bring head knowledge, political correctness. It's fine to probe. It's fine to think. It's fine to process. But the processing must be aligned with revealed revelation that comes from God. And as you read the Isaiah that we read earlier, there are so many keywords in there. Every second, God is calling us. He said, come, seek me, find me. And when you seek me, you will find me with all your heart. God is always speaking. He wants to change us inside out. Like I said, it is grace, it is love. Everything about us is built on love. You say, ah, but this is difficult. Well, thank God because he loved us first. And he has given us everything we, lead, we need to love him back. It's about grace. No wonder somebody said, mercy is God's goodness. God's love confronting even our guilt. Out of his mercy, we don't get what we deserve. We deserve to die, but thank God for the love of God. Ah, but there is grace. Grace is God giving us that which we don't deserve. We don't deserve to be forgiven, but grace standing and said, you deserve it all the same. We don't deserve to be good, but thank God for the grace of God. Seek true knowledge. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. The question then is, 
How can we love God with all our mind? How can I love God with all my mind? And for us to answer that, the first question we have to answer is, what do you think about God? Even as I'm speaking now, I'm not trying to be judgmental. But whenever God comes to your mind, what is the first thing? What is the first idea you have about God? What is the image you have about God? What is the information that you have about God? You know, someone once said, he said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Perhaps we think about God like an absent father. Oh, there is coronavirus. Where is God in this coronavirus? Perhaps we think about God like someone who has abandoned us. Perhaps we think about God as just somebody who is distance away. Permit me to say, God is closer to you than you can ever imagine. God is ever closer. And for us to love God with all our heart is for us to think rightly about God. It's for us to think rightly about what who God is. It's for us to have the right viewpoint about God. He is a good, good father. He's always working in our life. He's always willing to make our life better. What you think about God is going to affect your choices in life. What you think about God is going to affect the decisions you make in life. What you think about God is going to affect the things that you pursue in life. Who is God to you? Who is God to you? Legalism will say, oh, God will love us if we change. But thank God for the gospel. The gospel is saying, God will change us when we love him. He's going to love us. He's going to change us. But what do you think about him? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Or is it just someone who can bless you? Oh, you go to him when you need blessings and that's all. Who is God to you? And the call to us of loving God with all our mind is to have the right conception about God. Is to open up our being, everything about us, to the love of God. To the agenda of God. To the calling of God. What is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to stand for? Stand for the truth. Honor God with your life and see how much blessing it will unveil in your life. The next step in loving God with all our mind is to use our mind to the fullest. There are some movement or religion that will teach us that we don't have to process anything. We don't have to think anything. We don't have to use our faculty for anything. Well, that is wrong. God has given us our mind and he wants us to put that mind to use to the fullest. What does this mean? It means that use your mind to do supernatural things for God. And most times when we mention supernatural things, we are thinking about a miracle, signs and wonders, raising the dead. Yes, that is great. But it's even far bigger than that. In your place of work, use your mind to the fullest so that your colleagues can say, this can only be the finger of God. These ideas from this brother, it can only be God. Hallelujah. Use your mind to the fullest. God has given you the power to imagine, to think, to process ideas. Are you a student? Use your mind to the fullest and climb to the top. When you get to the top, there is another level. Keep climbing. Keep thinking. We need a vaccine for coronavirus. We need a vaccine for COVID-19. Fantastic. We have believers. 
And I often say, out there, we have medical doctors. People will say, oh, what, what is your profession? I'm a doctor. I am a teacher. I am a mother. I am a parent. Full stop. But as believers, there is something extra. I am a doctor with the Holy Spirit. I am an engineer with an addition of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in us. That spirit of God that listening in us. The Bible says he quickens our mother bodies. He makes us to do much more. Expound your mind. Do not be cajoled by the doctrines and the standard out there. Think and grow in the Lord. Think and grow rich. Use your brain. Use your mind. God has given it to you. Don't use it to, to conceptualize monsters and fear and failure. No. Think success. Because you can do it. Have the right perspective about your life and about that which God has given to you. In every facet of your life, have the right perspective about you. And you will see how much you will grow. Embrace God's hand in your life. Embrace the gift of God that you have in mind and you are able to formulate good ideas for the betterment of humanity. Good idea for the betterment of the kingdom. Have the right images about you. Have the right images about your family. Have the right images about people. And I pray that the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. John 10, 10b says that we may have this life and have it to the fullest. God wants you to have it to the fullest. How can we love God with the whole of our mind? Have a renewed mind, even as I begin to round up. Have a renewed mind. You know, sanctification is a key theme even in the Christendom. And perhaps as you are listening this morning, you've heard that sanctification is becoming more like God. But in addition to that, it's for us to see things as God sees them. Everything that you see around you, ask yourself, if Jesus is in my shoe, how will Jesus interpret this information? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5 said, Indeed, we live as human beings. We do not wage war according to human standard. He said, For the weapon of our welfare, they are not merely humans. Some translation says they are not carnal, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Strongholds of wrong thoughts, strongholds of wrong ideas, strongholds of satanic arguments and satanic failure. He said, we destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God. The last sentence there is powerful. He said, we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Every thought, every thought should be captive to obey Christ. Every thought should be subject to the instruction of Christ. Every thought should Conform itself to the ways of God. Every thought, everything that we process within us, it should align to the word of God. It should align to the life of God. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Lastly, how can we love God with all our mind? Love for others. Love for our neighbor. Matthew 22 verse 39 said, Jesus was speaking, he said, the second most important commandment is like the first. He said, love others as much as you love yourself. God wants us to use our mind, all of our mind, all, the key word there is all, 
Use the gift of your faculty, the, th- the gift of thinking, the gift of formulating ideas to, to formulate the right ideas about people. See people as God sees them. Treat them as God would, would treat them. Have compassion on them as God will have compassion on them. Spend time with people as God will spend time with them. And like Pastor was saying last Sunday, as people who are loving God with all of our minds, we should figure out how to forgive people. We should make the mental effort. This is key. Make the mental effort to forgive others. Put the mental faculty. Sit down and plan with the help of the Holy Spirit. How can I love somebody better? I cannot be of help to my child. How can I help my brother in need? The faculty is there. The mental thinking is there. You put it to good use. Put it to good use and see how much God will bless us. Spend time. You know, most times in communication... People listen to reply. People don't listen to understand. You are talking to someone. It's as, it's as if they are there, but they are not there. But spend time with people. Listen to understand. What are your children saying? What are your friends saying? Are there things that you can, you can be of help? Stand in the gap and use that gift that God has given to you to be of a blessing to somebody else. The key word here is, have a love mind. Let your mind be full of love. Let your life be full of giving. It's not just receiving. It's not just I, me, and myself. How can I reach out, express this love, and bless others? In conclusion, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 gives us a useful template. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, he said, think on these things. That should be our roadmap. The things we should be thinking about, even in the place of work. Don't use science for destruction. Use science for growth. Use science for development. Use science for betterment. Don't use your gift to formulate anger and hatred. Use it for love. Use it for purity. Use it for righteousness. Use it for excellency. He said, fill your mind with these things. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Let the love of God motivate us in everything we do. Let the love of God motivate us, empower us in our everyday life. You are responsible for your choices. You are responsible for the things that go into your mind. You are responsible for the images that you formulate in your mind. You are responsible for the ideas that you decide to take in. You are responsible for how much information you decide to open your eyes or expose yourself to. But I pray that we seek the right information. I pray that we'll seek the right knowledge in the name of Jesus. We're going to be praying this morning. Perhaps you are here, you haven't made the Lord, your Lord and personal Savior. There is a call of God upon our life today. There is a call that we love God with the whole of our being. Why not come to him and say, Father, I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. I submit my thoughts to you. I submit my emotions to you. I submit my feelings to you. Everything that I do, oh God, I subject them to your will. Let my life honor you. Let my life please you. In the name of Jesus, let my daily pursuit be aligned to you. Give me ears to listen to you every day, every second. Daily, daily to seek you. Daily to grow with you. In the name of Jesus. 
Why not pray for your life, for everyone who is listening this morning and say, Father, I submit my mind to you, my thinking faculty, every idea is in my heart, every images that are formulated in my heart, every information, every thinking process. I, Lord, let them be conformed, O oh God, to your will. Let them be aligned to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Every stinking thinking, every thinking that is not of God, the Bible said the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Every ideology that does not conform to the word of God, we destroy this morning in the name of Jesus. We will not think failure. We will not think depression. We will not think, oh, we are second class citizens. Oh, we are amateurs. We are premature. No. We will stand up as giants. We will stand up as kingdom men and kingdom women. And we will make exploits in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will live our life to the fullest. That which you have given to us, Lord, it will grow and manifest in our life. In the name of Jesus. We will love to the fullest. We will grow to the fullest. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, O God. Be thou exalted, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you've made the Lord, made the decision this morning to accept the Lord um, as your Lord and personal Savior, there should be some information on your screen. Uh, please do reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Perhaps you want to discuss with us. Um, you are one of the members of the church watching online this morning. Perhaps you want to discuss with the, the pastor or any, any member of the leadership team about this topic of love, about loving God with your mind, please do reach out to us. We'll be able to have some Zoom meetings just to discuss. But we want you to grow and make use of that which God has given to you. And I pray that the Lord will bless you richly in Jesus' name. Amen.